Hey, what's up, guys? It's Eric. Cans. Cans. There was no baby. It was full of cans. Hey, guys. This is Joe. Pop quiz. Hot shot. Pop quiz. Hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? The game began with the ultimate test. Where's Jeff? Where do you think? No. Stay on or get off. Get off. Much better. He's the only solution. Pop quiz. You have a hair trigger aimed at your head. What do you do? Keanu Reeves. What do you do? Speed. You're listening to Worth a Late Fee, the podcast where two former video rental clerks watch movies that they may have recommended at one time and see if they still think the film would be worth keeping an extra day or two to watch again, even if it meant paying a late fee. What's new, Joe? How you doing? Not too bad, Eric. Not too bad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm just, you know, getting through. I found out that my work is, and this like totally surprised me. My work, my company's pretty old school. So I thought that as soon as we could be back in the office, you know, legally we're in Massachusetts that we would be. And I found out that I'm not going back to the office until Labor Day. Oh, wow. And, and well, at least Labor Day right. and the most the, the even more surprising thing is that the way they phrased it was like, <clears throat> you know, at least Labor Day. And then also, you know, we're looking into other alternatives, whether it's like work from home or uh, like a hybrid sort of thing, which if you know the company I work for, that is mind blowing because it's it's such That's, an old school company. It's it's so crazy. It just I realize how much a saving on like building like because i'm sure you guys are all in a building at one point together so it's pricing a ton of resources yeah I, I think that has to be it it has to just be crunching numbers and being like you know we've been up and running for the past year and we haven't really like i mean there was definitely getting like a, like a, a process where we got used to it and there was probably some stumbles at the beginning but we really haven't had uh, we haven't really missed a beat so yeah like you said i don't know i don't know what my company pays for rent but yeah if you can cross that off the 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 money spent list and that's that's a good thing but um what about you how's everything with you we're actually gonna be talking we're talking about going back to the office uh twice a week like a slow transition starting april 5th so we'll have two people in the office and kind of rotating so it's yep. a slower transition but i'm also surprised as a with a down with a downtown location it's expensive so i'm surprised they've held out this long for almost a whole year so paying rent for that space yeah, and not getting you know, nothing from it yeah yeah that's two, two, like two, three days a week. That would be perfect for me. Like, I, I mean, I'll do whatever they tell me to do. Honestly, I don't care, but they, I'm not a work from home to every day guy. I mean, I'll do it. Like I said, if, if that's what it is, that's what it is. But I would much rather at least a couple of days a week, go in, see some people, you know, I don't know, but um, you can watch anything good or I've been, but before we do anything, we should make a note, Eric, this is a big episode for us. This is the big 50th episode. We've survived 50 episodes. It is. It's exciting. We've, we've had some high highs and some low lows, <laughs> mostly mostly Joe's picks were the lows. Out of here. But no, it is it does it it is kind of crazy because it doesn't feel like we've done 50 episodes. I know. And we like we've been we've been doing this, <clears> like we said, with the uh Kazim episode since we started this in what November. Of 2019, like that, yeah. and then we had official our first official release on February 14th of 2020. So it's been pretty cool. I bet you, if you had me try to name 
the 50 movies that we've done, I would probably be able to name like 20 of them. Maybe, maybe. like some of them, some of them are just like a blur. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's been crazy, but um, for that, we'll talk about, you guys have heard the quotes and you've, you'll, you'll hear the trailer um, in a second, but we'll talk, talk more about what we're watching um, in a minute, but have you been watching anything else other than just, uh, I've been going through a Ted Lasso rewatch. Um, I love that show. It's a great first season. You're gonna. I've never seen that show. It's on Apple TV, so it's a very, it's a very. That's that's, that might be, yeah, that might be re- the, have the reason why. It's, but it's really good, and they announced the second season. Um, but before we 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 already had, we had this episode planned for a little while now, but just the other day, it's pretty cool. They announced Speed on 4K to be released, um, and uh, I think next month actually. So good timing, perfect timing. Yeah, get this episode <clears throat> out there, and we can rewatch it after listening to this. You can rewatch it in glorious 4K. <laughs> I, I could rewatch this movie and I have rewatched this movie hundreds of times, probably maybe not the whole way through, but this is, and I think I made a note of this. I don't remember, but this is one of the movies that I probably watched the most when you, if you count just like you turn on TV and you watch 20 minutes of it, just cause it was on TV so much in my life. But other than that, before we get into speed, my wife and I, this is the most random thing that I've ever mentioned as far as what we've been watching, but I got HBO Max uh, to watch some of the movies, the other movies that we've been talking about. And I'm like a history geek. Um, so I saw this thing that CNN, uh, don't write us in if you're very anti-CNN. I don't watch CNN usually, but, oh, I don't watch any of the, the you know, those channels usually. But um, they did a six-part series on the Kennedy family. Uh, it was like American dynasties on the Kennedys. And it was crazy interesting. And the reason I liked it so much, I actually had Brie watch it with me too, which and she loved it. It was like that family's crazy. It's it's so it's the most Hollywood that you know government's ever been in America. But what I liked about it was everyone. We, Joe and I live in Massachusetts, so everyone that I talk to about the Kennedy family either says they generally either hate them or they're like, "Oh, those guys, you know, suck," or <clears throat> or they are they're big fans. They're kind of polarizing, and this show gives you both of it it so it, it doesn't it's it, it tells you some really messed up stories about what especially jfk's father did and whatever and some of the stuff that jfk did and then it also tells you some of the really nice stuff so it was it was pretty cool it's pretty honest um and i really enjoyed it we finished it was like a six-part series we just finished it but and then i started watching some action movie today i can't remember what it was it had denzel washington and ryan reynolds in it oh yeah um Oh, what's it called now? Hold on. Don't I bet you it's still a uh, safe house. Yes. Yeah, safe house. Yeah. I'm only, I'm only 20 minutes into it, but I'm like, right now it hasn't grabbed me yet. That's for sure. But who knows? It could, you never know. Are you going to uh, keep HO max? Do you think how much is that? How much is that a month? <clears throat> uh, 15 bucks a month. And so what do you think it's worth it? I actually haven't used this. I'm not sure like what they have. I know they offer like a bunch of like Warner Brothers stuff and a bunch of HBO stuff, obviously. I mean, so far for me, it is worth it. I, there's i'm comparing it to when we had hbo with our cable package the movies that were actually on hbo total garbage i mean there was always like maybe one movie at a time that would be kind of interesting so really it was like unless you were re-watching one of the shows or unless one of the shows was currently on it wasn't worth it but hbo max has a lot a lot of movies that i'm interested in like i you know when you get a new streaming service and you you're like oh i'm gonna make my list i'm gonna go through 
everything they have and make my list. I, I went through and I picked out a few good ones, including some that are going to be future episodes of, of the podcast for sure. So awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I like it. So um, <clears throat> we already talked about what we're going to be watching the beer. We're going to be, or the beer that I'm drinking. I, I don't know how I'm supposed to say this name, but it's from single cut beer Smiths, which we've used before in the past. And it'll make more sense when I put a picture of the, the beer up next to the DVD cover, but it's RLN down highway 41 uh double ipa from single cut beer smiths and it's it's perfect for the for the for the movie you'll see that once i put the, the picture up on instagram and it's also delicious it's it's one of probably one of the better beers that we've had paired up with an, with the film so I'm, I'm pumped about that so like joe said this is our 50th episode so we kicked around a few movies that, that we were possibly going to do but why do you think why did you settle on speed i know we both did but why yeah. what did you we've been talking about this forever now putting this film up here so it's nice to finally have a reason to like a big reason to do instead of just waiting for the summer but i'll, I'll kind of tie this into my first memory in a second but this movie's very special because it is my first r-rated film i ever saw so this was a pretty wow. big moment in my little film you had, you had good parents my dad showed me not showed me my dad had was a horrible father or stuff like that he'd be like all right put on <laughs> put on whatever you want it's a beer <laughs> yeah, yeah but anyway keep going sorry no, no no this was uh this is during the old pay-per-view days like i said so i'll send my first memory what i have here so i said i remember sitting in my living room with my parents and my aunt and uncle my mom's sister and this was during the pay-per-view days my parents rarely rented movies on there but this is an exception I somehow remember this vividly as I sat on this small one, uh, one seated chair with my mom looking at the screen in all of its glory. And I still remember like Daniel's getting blown up in the stands like a kid and like being blown away because like I was, that was heartbreaking for me. But for whatever reason, this movie has always like, I remember watching this for the first time so vivid in my memory. It's insane. Yeah, no, I, I think if you grew up or in the in the 90s this you couldn't you couldn't this movie was just kind of omnipresent i i can't think of another film that i like i said earlier that i've seen at least in bits and pieces on tv more than speed probably there there might be some others in the running but this is just always on tv growing up and it's one of those films where if you're flipping around and you land on speed you stop at least for a little bit maybe you only watch 20 minutes a half hour but you, you don't just skip through it and and probably because of that, I don't actually remember my first time seeing it. Um, it was just always around. But uh, as far as why we pick it and it was the 50th episode, I think this film is kind of, it, it, it embodies everything that I think of when I think of the podcast in that like a movie can be, like Speed has its flaws. It, it, I mean, if you were watching this in film school, it's not, you know, it's not gone with the wind. It's not whatever it's not the godfather but as far as rewatchability and just fun movies speeds unbelievable and, and i think that's what we try to focus more on i also on do what... think it is one of the best action films and one of the best in its genre sells the zay i'm no, a it's big great. It's I'm, great. A, I'm a big firm believer of that that this if you i'll talk about this after but like speed like you said it's pretty much one act and then two two and three kind of merge together with the exception of like the final 20 minutes in the subway but it is pretty much one giant one giant roller coaster for the most part 
Right. No, yeah, I, I guess what I mean is just like there are there are movies that are unbelievable and you can appreciate the acting and the directing and the editing and the special effects, but then you walk out of it and you're like, yeah, but I never really want to watch that again. Like yeah. I never, you know what I mean? I can appreciate yeah. the talent and and whatever. And speed has the talent and everything too. It has, I'm not saying it's like garbage. It's a it's a, it's a very good movie. But on top of that, it has just you like I said, if you put, if you sit down and you're flipping through t- the TV channel cable and speeds on, if you don't have, if you don't have anywhere to go, you're watching speed for at least, yeah. at least a little bit. So that's how um, you. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have any stats for how it did when it was first released? Uh, I have a few, uh, not a whole lot, but um, speed came out on June 10th, 1994, and had a budget of 30 million, making 350.4 million in the box office. It was written by Graham Yost and directed by Jen DeBond, who has had quite a career as a cinematographer. And he directed eight films, such as Twister. He's unfortunately directed his last few films were a few duds for sure. Um, but he is mostly known for his cinematography, especially with Die Hard. Who's the cinematographer for Die Hard, which pretty much speed is Die Hard just on a bus. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can see that, yep. Um, critically... So some no, I have some numbers that are not surprising, and then one that's a little bit surprising. So seven point two out of ten on IMDb, ninety four percent on Roger, Rotten Tomato. That's like the not surprising stuff. This movie super watchable. People like it. I don't really know anyone that doesn't like Speed. It's yeah. it's varying degrees of like obviously you're more likely to like it probably if you're a guy, <clears throat> but I don't really know anyone that's like oh I hate that movie. So four stars from roger ebert that's the one that's a little bit surprising considering his track record and that he's sometimes you know maybe not in the best mood when he sees a movie and he he doesn't want to laugh or like explosions but so this is a quote from ebert's review speed is like an ingenious wind-up machine it's a smart inventive thriller that starts with hostages trapped on an elevator and continues with two chases one on a bus one on a subway so that's so that's its wall that's its wall to wall with action Stunts, special effects, and excitement. We've seen this done before, but seldom, seldom so well or at such a high pitch of energy. And I kind of agree with that. I agree. I, no, I definitely agree with that. And I also didn't know that it won two Academy Awards for now, given they were for best sound effects and best sound effects editing and best sound. But still, that's I did not know Speed won Academy Awards. That's that's impressive. Yeah, it's like it's a really, really like generally good summer blockbuster film which usually blockbuster films are just like they're like you know like you said popcorn flicks explosions gun firing but this is actually like a good movie which is nice there's nothing wrong with those things either but yes um you said it came out in june so june of 94 other films that came out in june of 94 renaissance man lion king wyatt earp and 100 percent future uh episode of the podcast that i considered doing pretty much all last summer so it'll probably happen this summer little big league so and then some other stuff outside of film uh indonesia band uh, schindler's list mark messier and the new york rangers won the stanley cup oj simpson chase was the whole arrest slash car chase happened and Howard Stern show started on the E network, which that seems way early to me. I didn't know that Howard Stern was out that early. Yeah, is it, he's still on, right? I think so. Isn't that what all the like Serious. crazy trashy reality shows are on? I know there's crazy trashy reality shows on everything, but <laughs> um, 
Do you have the the back of the DVD, DVD summary? I do. Los Angeles police officer Jack angers retired bomb squad member Howard Payne by foiling his attempt at taking hostages. In revenge, Payne arms a bus with a bomb that will explode if it drops below 50 miles per hour. With the help of spunky passenger Annie, Jack and his partner Harry try to save the people on the bus before the bomb goes off while also trying to figure out how Payne is monitoring them. So something I'd never thought of until I just heard you read that uh, summary. You know what this movie does better than a lot of 90s action movies is the names of the characters are all like kind of believable. Like Annie's the the most off one because she's like a relatively young girl and I don't associate the name Annie with, you know, in the in people that are Sandra Bullock's age in this film. But like Jack Traven or Tra- Jack Traven, that's like the perfect, Jack is a little bit action movie, but then the last name's not weird. Uh, Howard Payne, like those are all normal. Usually in 90s movies, there's always like one or two weird names where you're like, did you really have to name that guy like Declan or yeah. <laughs> whatever? But speaking of those characters, uh, coming into the movie just to go over where they were in their career and what they had going on. So Keanu Reeves, star of the show, Jack, he was in uh, Youngblood in 86, definite future episode of the podcast. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in 89. And I will say to go back to Youngblood, Keanu Reeves, very good hockey player. A lot, most celebrity hockey players are pretty quick to talk about it. Keanu Reeves is a good hockey player. I, I uh, know that. Yeah, yeah, Canadian. So, well, he was born, I think he was born in like Lebanon or something, but he was raised, I think he was raised all over the world. And that's why we talked about this recently. He's how he's like the most likable celebrity. Oh, like yeah. everyone, everyone I, that knows I him. Go on, I go on Reddit every day. I see a picture of him doing <clears> something <throat> nice on Reddit. Today is an older picture posted about him sharing a drink with the homeless guy singing. Yep. I'm like, this guy just like, he's just the best. <laughs> he, he really is. He really is. He's, he's what you wish all celebrities were. Yes. So, uh, anyway, it, it Youngblood in 86, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, former episode of the podcast in 89, uh, Point Break in 91, Bogus, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey in 91, obviously, uh, as well, uh, My Own Private Idaho in 91. So I just want to stop there. That's a pretty good year. So yeah. Point Point Break, one of my favorite action movies of all time, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, the uh, sequel to a very successful Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and then My Own Private Idaho, all in 91. That's pretty good. Bram Stoker's Dracula in 92, Devil's Ad- Advocate 97. And obviously I'm skipping over some here. And then you get into like the, the new wave uh, Keanu Reeves. So the Matrix in 99, Replacements in 2000 and so on. But a sneaky good career for someone that I think most people, when they think of Keanu Reeves, they think of like his voice in this, like his like, oh, kind of like California surfer, surfer sort of guy. But he said quite the career. So Oh, definitely. And it's only getting better and better. Like he's right. still like he's still making great films. Right. No, for sure. Sandra Bullock. So Speed is my favorite Sandra Bullock film. And it's not even close. Oh yeah, mine too. Um, but for the record, she was involved in uh some other good ones. So uh uh While You Were Sleeping in 95, Time to Kill, Practical Magic, Miscongeniality, and again I'm skipping over some crash. The Blind Side, etc. I one thing I will say about The Blind Side is that I think it's like the most overrated movie. Well, no, that's that's a little much. It's not the most overrated movie, but I think that movie's very overrated. But she's had quite the career. Um, she was also previously in a movie called uh, The Thing Called Love, 
which was River Phoenix's last completed film before he died, and River Phoenix was Keanu Reeves' best friend. So, small world, it's tangled yeah. web. Um, the late great Dennis Hopper. So, Howard Payne. Yeah, y- yeah, and and he's one of those actors where people our age, early to mid thirties, we really don't get how impressive his career and his resume is. I'm just going to list a few movies that he was involved in. Rebel Without a Cause, very small role, but still. That just gives you an idea of like when this whole when his career started. So Rebel Without a Cause in 55. Sons of Katie Elder, which is one of my favorite movies growing up. It's, it's, a, it's a movie with John Wayne and Dean Martin. Comes out in 65. Cool Hand Luke, Easy Rider, True Grit, Apocalypse Now, Hoosiers, True Romance, Speed, and on and on. One of the most active actors, maybe of all time, and he was involved, like I said, they weren't all hits. He was involved in some not-so-great films, but his his resume stacks up against really anyone's, and, and he's been involved with some of the greatest films of all time. Oh, yeah. Easy Rider is one of the most influential films of all time. So And he directed it, that, correct? Uh, he directed it, yeah. yeah. And like that film pretty much sparked the whole what the way Hollywood films were filmed from that point on. So like he was, it was like a huge film and for, for the history of film, it's insane. Right. Yeah, no, he's, I, I think I thought, I knew he had an impressive career, but if you really, if you haven't ever or in a while, go to his IMDb and look at the, the films he was involved with, but also the time, like, like I said, Rebel Without a Cause is in 55. So to stretch from that, to speed and then past that he had some more recent successful films so that's that's crazy kind of bummed you didn't mention mario brothers but it's okay no there's a reason i i i didn't want to the man passed the man passed away joe i don't need to rub his name through that come on future episode future episode (laughs) that would be of the episodes that you've threatened me with i'll take mario brothers that's that's fine uh, and lastly, Jeff Daniels. I think a lot of people, myself included, think of him as uh, kind of a comedic actor because of Dumb and Dumber. And he can do that. He does that very well. But he can also do Gettysburg in 93, Speed in 94, Fly Away Home, which came on 96. And I would have guessed that that was I, the way... I love that movie, man. I, like, I had like the shell VHS clam, like the case for it. Like, I used to love that film. But that's what I mean. Would, if I asked you when that movie came out, would you guess 96? No. I would have guessed like early nineties. Yeah, I would too. Right, but anyway, Pleasantville, Blood Work, Good Night and Good Luck, and of another sneaky good career. And he's had more stuff more recently, but um, TV. He's had a what's that? Good, he said no, I say especially TV. He's had a pretty good TV yes. show with HBO recently. Yep, yep. Um, do you have anything down for like random facts? More you know? I do. Well, um, Keanu Reeves breaking the glass in the bus door at the beginning of the movie was an accident. However, it was left in the final cut. Um, a Fox producer. I read realized, that. Uh, I read that before I watched it, and so then when he hit the thing, I was like, "Yeah, Keanu." And I love how they. <laughs> I love it. how they all just go with it. Like, I know like, that's like that's you know like tell the professionals. They just keep on yep. going with it. Right. All right. So go ahead. Sorry. A Fox producer realized they might have a hit movie on their hands when he noticed that during test screenings, audience members would walk backwards when they needed to go to the bathroom, so they would miss as little as possible. Like, that's awesome. That is a good sign. Sandra Bullock actually learned to drive a bus for the film, passing her test on the first attempt. And Keanu Reeves did approximately 90% of his own stunts. I saw that. Yep. Yep. That's that's pretty much I had I had a couple more, but that's pretty much just like the ones I really want to focus on. Yeah, I I had those. Um I had a few other ones. So 
Um, I knew you'd like this one. So Keanu Reeves initially turned down the lead as he found Graham Yost's original script would be too much like Die Hard. He signed on after, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Is it Jean DeBont? It's Jean DeBont. Jean DeBont. Brought in Joss Whedon to rewrite the script. Yeah. And I know that he, not as much as one of our other former video rental store uh, co-workers, but you like Joss Whedon, correct? I like Joss Whedon, but Joss Whedon's been, he's a weird dude. A lot of news has been coming out on him lately with like bad stuff. Uh, lots of different allegations. Oh yeah, he's I liked I love Buffy. I like Buffy. I like some of his older work, but he would you say you like Buffy enough to get a tattooed in your chest? Nope. <laughs> Do we know someone who liked Buffy enough to get a tattooed in his chest? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One of the craziest stories of my life. Not, it's not on my chest. It didn't last long. It didn't last no, long. No, no. It was removed That's pretty quickly. Right. But I, I take back anything nice to said about Joss Whedon and Joe liking Joss Whedon. <laughs> yes, I, I like Joss Whedon. Let's say during the Toy Story and Speed days. We'll, we'll go back. We'll go back a little bit before before the okay. news came out. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So uh, Quentin Tarantino was offered a chance to direct, but he turned it down. Tarantino later named the film as one of his 25 favorite films since 1992. So oh, wow. I think that's cool uh, on two I like that he likes it, but I also like sometimes when people turn stuff down, they kind of put it in their head that they're not going to let themselves like it. So I yeah. like that Tarantino like turned it down, but then was like, yeah, you know what? I wasn't involved with that one, but you guys still knocked it out of the park. That was awesome. That would have been a completely different film if he directed it. Completely <laughs> yeah. different film. Yeah. And, and not for the better. And I, and I like, I like Tarantino and I like some of his movies, but the speed needs to be speed. This is, um, this is how we're supposed to go. The film literally ran out of money before it was completed. When the film was first previewed for an audience, the subway scenes were animated storyboards. The audience loved them so much that the studio came up with the funds to shoot the scenes properly. Awesome. Yeah. Um, the film was, a re- we're going to get into some casting possibilities here. So the film was originally written with the intention that Je- Jeff Bridges would play Jack. Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson were also considered. Um, as far as the role of Howard Payne, so uh, uh, Dennis Hopper's character, this is I'm going to bring this up again later. Jack Nicholson and Robert De Niro were also considered for that role. So I don't know. Whenever we talk about casting, we don't know what considered considered means. It could be that the studio wanted them, they didn't want to do it, or it could be that they were interested in the studio, didn't want them. Who knows? But honestly, it's, it's crazy because like there weren't a lot of big names attached to this, with the exception of like Jen DeBond, who was a pretty big cinematographer at the time, but. Kenna Reese, Central Bullock, they weren't big actors. The fact that Dennis Hopper agreed to this is pretty cool. Like, this is a film that, like, without a lot of star power, be I can see him, like, I can see the other actors being like, this isn't, this isn't gonna work. Well, let me give you some names that were considered for the role of Annie. And I, and I, again, I don't know what considered means entirely. I do know that the first name that I list, I think, was more considered than some of the other ones. Ellen DeGeneres, uh, Rosanna Arquette, Joan Cusack, Gina Davis, Melanie Griffith. Jennifer Jason Lee, Brooke Shields, Halle Berry, Madonna, Demi Moore, Gwyneth Paltrow, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sharon Stone, Leah Thompson, and Deborah Winger. So pretty much every they went on every night. Rather they went on every like popular nice actress and like okay, this could work, this could work, this could work. Right. So I, I, out of all of those, some very talented actresses in that in that list. Not one of them I would want over Sandra Bullock. She no. is so perfect in this movie, and she, she, I think more than anyone makes this 
this film. A hundred percent. It's like it's <clears throat> honestly her and the chemistry the chemistry between her and Reeves is almost it's, it's real. Like she is so charismatic. She it's, it feels like a natural like bonding between the two of them. Right, right. Um, and the last thing I have is um that the bus jump scene was not in the original script, but director Jean de Bond, did I say it right? Jean de Bond? Jean de Bond. Jean de Bond came up with the idea one day when he was driving on LA and he noticed that one section of the 105 freeway was missing. So um, he just kind of winged it after that. Did you have anything down for stuff that wouldn't fly if the movie came out today? No, no, not really. Yeah. I kind of forget. I For an early to mid nineties movie, not really. There were a few things that I don't know if they would do differently. The one thing that stuck out to me this time was at the beginning when Keanu was trying to catch the bus to tell them that there's a bomb on it. Um, this isn't necessarily, I guess what I would say is it's unfortunately still relevant, but he gets in that guy's convertible and the guy, the guy's black. And the first thing that the black guy says is something like, this is my car. I didn't steal it, which I've seen this movie a hundred times. I've never even thought to notice that. And watching it this time, I was like, Oh, that's that sucks. That's a real <laughs> that's a real thing. And then yeah. that guy gets the raw deal. He's like I super know. entertaining. He's super entertaining for five minutes. He's in the movie for five minutes. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Right. And then he, he his car gets demolished. First, first Keanu snaps the door off, which I'm like, why couldn't you just why didn't you crawl into the back seat, have the guy drive for you, and then whatever? He had to snap his door off. And then uh, eventually it doesn't matter because eventually the car gets thrown into a bunch of barrels, and totally total with him in it. But no. but yeah, but no, I agree. Other that's one of the great things about this movie is, especially compared to some other '90s movies that we have watched, there isn't a ton of stuff that you're like, uh, I don't know. Um, Juvening, uh, or what, what was your favorite scene? So this is tough. I, I say this quite a bit, but for this movie, it really was tough for me. This movie, the moment the first act ends and the second begins with Keanu outsizing the first bus blow up, the movie never lets down. It just continues to amp itself up. But I do love when he earns everyone's trust, including Ortiz, who's one giant teddy bear. But for the cast of side characters we don't even have names for, you sort of feel for these characters really, really quickly. So can I just pick all of Act 2? Is that cheating? Just the entire act? No, no, because I'm going to do something similar. Um. Just to follow up on what you just said, Ortiz is the sneaky MVP of this movie. I love that guy. But my favorite scene, well, I have a few things. So not a scene, but my my favorite part, or one of my favorite parts is, uh, it is a scene, but it's kind of just the, so Keanu and, and Jeff Daniels trying to figure out the mind games of Hopper. Uh, of Dennis Hopper's character of Howard Payne's character of Howard Payne um, like in the beginning with the elevator thing when they're assuming correctly that he has to be in the building for the attempted elevator attack for example like stuff like that where they're they're trying to unwind like get inside his his head I love that stuff but my favorite scene and this isn't really a scene it's kind of like just like what you said it's a stretch it starts when uh, Jack is first so Keanu's first under the bus trying to disarm the bomb uh, but he almost dies and he has to get pulled up through the hatch. The whole sequence of, like, Annie's yelling out orders. She's saying, you know, check if you see him. Do you see him under the bus? And then she's like, uh, Ortiz is trying to 
lift open the hatch things. She's like, grab my tools. And she's yelling at everyone. She's like, grab his tools. And then Ortiz pulling him up from under the bus and everyone just rooting for Jack and, and Jack's trying to save everyone. It's, it's, it's just a cool, like, this is a team. It really is. Like, I love that. I love how, like, once you're in, once you're in zero trust, it's all right. like, it just goes uphill from there somehow. Like it just keeps getting better and better. Right. Cause they know that he could have, and the thing is he left the bus and he came back to the bus. So, so that's what like, you know, they know like he's in this for real. And, and, and then it goes from the highest of highs and then it transitions to Harry getting, getting killed, trying to catch the bad guy. So it's like high, low, just great sequence. And then this is like my actual, if I had to pick one spot is when Jack loses it, when Jack finds out, when he talks to Howard, and he finds out that Harry's dead and he starts like punching stuff and Annie has to calm him down. And now it's like, she's the leader. She's the one that's like, before he's like, calm down everyone, we're gonna take care of this. And she talks Jack off a ledge and it's just a cool transition. And then that flows right into Jack seeing the, the Wildcats logo yeah. on her sweatshirt or whatever and figures out that they're being watched. That whole sequence from when he's under the bus to that moment is like the peak of the movie for me. It it's, is a roller coaster emotions. It is like a roller coaster. Like just like what you just summed up. Like that happens pretty quick. Like that happens like all in a pre, like not like that's not a span, like right. That's like scene from scene from scene. Like that happens really quickly. And like it's a roller coaster emotions. Right. Right. No. No, I yeah. I that re upon rewatching it and with like knowing the questions that we ask each other and trying to you watch films differently because you're like, what is my favorite part? And sometimes I have to go, sometimes I watch a movie and then I go back and I'm like, what was my favorite? Like if it's a comedy, I'm like, what was the funniest or whatever. When I was watching that scene the other day, that whole sequence, I was like, this is it. This is like the peak of this movie. So, oh yeah. Um, I, I almost picked kind of what you were just saying right now. I almost, I thought about picking the third, the subway scene when he's on the train because he gives up for that moment. And I love seeing the hero, this like invincible guy who has a ton of lives, like we've heard from his captain he gives up when she's um handcuffed to the chain like he's almost like i don't have the key and, like it's just almost like he's defeated for that one moment he's like we're gonna die together we're gonna, by the yeah. way captain captain mcmahon is the most useless captain in the history <laughs> of law enforcement they're like <laughs> so when they're when they're driving around the the airport and jack asks for a fuel truck like how did you not have a fuel truck already <laughs> in the works because like so what did you think was going to happen he, he's driving around the airport parking lot eventually he's going to need gas like that should have been the first call that happened as soon as you know that the guy has to stay over 50 miles an hour but all right we don't have to trash on <laughs> any longer but what did you have um down for if you could change one thing about speed uh, i have three sentences down two sentences I, I wrote nothing this is a classic action film and one of the best in the genre in my opinion when i think of favorite action films two movies always come to mind and this is one of them i'll have to ask you off air what the other one is but i i do have something i love rewatching this movie but i do have something that's rewatching it was pretty clear to me it, and and that would something that would it would trim kind of like 15 minutes off the film and not because it needs to be a certain length or anything like that or because at any point in this film i felt like bored or anything like that but here's what i would do this is a very minor thing. The opening elevator scene, it goes on for like three minutes. I thought my, like it was on loop or something. It's just showing like the mechanics of an elevator, but that's a small change. But what I would change if I could was end the film 
after Dennis Hopkins, after Howard Payne gets killed. The last scare of like, how did they get off the train was just too much for me a little bit, especially after they already used kind of the same bit with the bridge not being finished. And it, and it made sense once I read that he came up with, the director came up with that idea on the fly driving through LA. Cause it was almost like, I don't know, they, they went to that well twice and, and it didn't bother me, but no, I could have. That makes sense. I, I, that's a, that's a fair point. I almost, I actually almost put down I, as much as I love it. I kind of wish I found a way to end it when them get out of the bus, when it blows up. That would have been, been perfect. I kind of wish that was the film too, but a piece of me likes the kind of the, the manhunt between just Jack and um, Hopper. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> pain as i said dance hoppers yeah but you know what i'm saying but it's like like you said they could have ended a couple different times i feel like but i, I if, if it went on for another hour i'd probably still be on board that's in some point I'd be like let's keep it going keep, let's keep this right. bus rolling right no i agree and then here's a less popular opinion that i didn't it never bothered me but after reading some of the facts that like the trivia you know the more you know stuff another change that would bring this to another level and i say this after I complimented the guy, this isn't my favorite Dennis Hopkins movie. He goes a little too weird sometimes. It only if what I want to say is imagine if this was De Niro or Nicholson in that role. And who knows how really tied to the movie they were. But if it was like De Niro, like Cape Fear, Robert De Niro, or or any Jack Nicholson, that would have been crazy. But I will say that Hopkins is at his best once they're off the bus and he's got Annie hostage. He just seems oh, when, totally out of his goddamn mind. When, when, when Dennis Hopper is like, when he's on the run, he is terrifying. Hopper, Hopper, sorry. No, no I was just saying, he's terrifying, though. He's an actual, he's terrifying. Like, he's a real villain in action. Like, he's just not caring the world. He's like telling us, he's pretty much telling her that she's going to blow up. It's not going to hurt, but she's going to blow up. I'm like, Jesus. He seems, he seems totally, like, he seems like he could really be that crazy like if you i mean he's passed away unfortunately but it seems like if you met dennis hopper that could be him you know what i mean so um we we didn't talk about the soundtrack yet oh yeah sorry go ahead go ahead i was gonna say do you have anything written down for the soundtrack uh the only no i the only thing i have to say i don't have anything written down uh is that it did have the soundtrack was the only thing and i don't mean this necessarily in a bad way but where this was very much a '90s movie, it had a lot of the same like stuff that like Bad Boys or whatever. Where it's well, like about dun, that. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> same composer. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So Mark Messia has done a lot of movie scores, a lot of iconic '90s films, specifically specifically '90s films. We've mentioned that name a few times with other films we've talked about in the past. Speed. Huh? Connor's another one. Yep. Is it really? Yeah. That's funny because yeah. I'm just saying this literally off the top yeah. of my head. Go ahead. Sorry. Speed is his best score. Talk about a soundtrack to get you hyped. Every time the score played, you know something was, was, was about to happen. Hell, they could even play that score and just be talking. I'd still be on the edge of my seat. Thankfully, this never happens. But this is a classic nice score, but it is like the roots of Mencia and all of what, he, what he's on the past and from future. This is his, I think, his best score. Yeah, I. it wasn't... Um... It was very 90s. It didn't bother me. Like in some other in some other movies, it bothers me. Cause like one thing I know I've talked about this in other episodes, but 
when something happens and there's just that random guitar riff that bothers me, but this, this one didn't bother me. It was, it was great. It fits, it fits the movie perfectly. So yeah, no, I agree. Um, so this is, uh, the point of the, the podcast where we, we give the, we rate speed on a scale of one to five. Would you mind paying a late fee? So score of one is you can't get through the three minute elevator intro and you turn it off. Cause you're like, this is stupid. I'm, I'm just watching an elevator and you, <laughs> I'm just saying that's what it would be. <laughs> and you return it that night. So you don't pay a late fee, uh, all the way up to a score of five, which is you're willing to keep the movie an extra day or two or three to watch it again, have your friends watch it, maybe even just buy it from the video rental store yourself. Um, so one is a low score. Five is a high score. Joe and I talked about this before we started recording. Cause normally what happens is, uh, the person that picks it goes last, but we just, since, this is kind of a mutual pick. I'm going to go first this time. And my score for speed is a four out of five. It's not perfect, but it has a few things that you make it pretty close to perfect for me. Sandra Bullock is one of the most likable movie characters of all time. Not, not just for Sandra Bullock roles for anyone. She's adorable. She's badass. She's clutch. She's obviously beautiful. Uh, Keanu's a perfect action star and a great example of why 90s action movies were the best because he looks like a real person, like a way better looking real person than most people, you know, and he don't get me wrong. He's in great shape, but he doesn't look like, you know, he doesn't look like he's been on the supplements too much, if you know what I'm saying. Um, and then, and then we talked about the chemistry between Keanu and Sandra Bullock is amazing. Um, and you know, I love a movie that takes place for the most part in one day. So I, I loved it. Four out of five. And um, the other thing is one thing I liked the, mo- the most about Reeves and Bullock together is, and you might disagree with me on this. I don't think Keanu Reeves or Sandra Bullock on their own are amazing actors. They're both good, but their chemistry together was Oh, that's oh, definitely. It, and people know that. That's why that's why they're in the Lake House together again. Then we the Lake yeah. House, like they actually got reunited for that movie because they are great together. Yeah, they brought they brought the best out of each other in, in this movie. So, all right, go ahead. Your time, your turn. So we've been talking about wanting to do this film for a while now. We knew it was coming, but we didn't know when. It had to be special since this is a film we both love. And we both agreed that this would make the perfect 50th episode, and it was. Speed is one of the best action films ever made, and it's the definition of a summer blockbuster. It's nonstop from the moment it starts to the final few moments. The soundtrack is when see is best, and it has an amazing cast featuring incredible chemistry between Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. There's a reason why it's been parodied so many times, and thankfully, Speed still holds up as tight uh, as tight of a film uh, as a, today as it was back then. Um, I give it a five out of five. Yeah, that's fair. That's very uh, fair. I will say too, the other film to answer your question before the other action film I always I, I was talking about was my favorite. Have you seen Mad Max: Fury Road? Uh, I've it's a, seen it's a little newer. It's a little newer. Okay, no, I haven't seen the new Mad Max. So okay. I've seen the original. It's, it's incredible. It's like it's kind of like this. It's pretty much one location for the most part, and it's awesome. I'll give a hint to the listeners. It's not going to be the next episode, or which we're going to talk about in a second. But one of my favorite action movies is going to be one of my next picks. So, um, oh, is that is that a point break? No, you'll, you'll never know you'll never know well you will know you'll know in like two more episodes or whatever <laughs> but because the next episode so well first of all follow us on instagram worth the late suggestions are always welcome and that's where this next episode came from um we already did one of his picks 
last week. You would have heard this last week. Um, and this is his other pick. So Maine Craft Beer, a.k.a. Shane, he recommended uh, or requested Fast Times at Ridgemont High. So we're going to be doing uh, we're going to be doing that one next week, going back to the 80s and doing Fast Times at Ridgemont High at Shane's request. Thank you very much for uh, sending in the message and or responding to the story. And all other list, all other listeners, please send in uh, your requests as well. Worth a leafy on Instagram. Thank you guys very much for listening. Sorry, I said Dennis Hopkins a few times. <laughs> uh, I can't. I, I, I can't add that. <laughs> no, I could actually. But. Yeah, I don't know. You know what it was? Is I I have like an outline of my of what I'm going to say, and I typed it. And then I think it just kept, I just kept rolling with it. I don't know what it was. Anthony but. Hopkins is disappointed in you. Yes, that's what it is. It's like a <laughs> hybrid. But anyway, so yeah, thank you guys very much for listening. We'll be back next week uh, with Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yep. As always, guys, thank you. Here's to a, another 50 episodes.